Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have our bishop, Prophet Chaiju Matthew bringing the word on what we need to do to attract the oil. Be prepared to receive every word released today. I have been seeking the Lord for specific things for those that have been watching us. And I know that there are special gifts coming to you this morning. Amen. Okay. I won't go into details of what it is. But those that put their eyes on the Lord, this morning you will be rewarded. Amen. So we have been talking about being rooted. It has been our thing. Being rooted in God. Being rooted Obviously, we are talking about being rooted in Christ. That is where our theme is. Being rooted in Christ. That is the simple or surface level explanation of what we are aiming for. But by now, you have also realized that when you say God, when you say Christ, there's so many dimensions to Christ. There's so many sides to Christ. So many facets. So when you're talking about rooted in Christ, what area are you talking about? Mm. It has many areas covered. Depending on what your revelation is, that side of God is made manifest to you. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, which side of God have you encountered with? So, the teachings that come to you is aimed at trying to expose your eyes to the dimensions that you would have otherwise not noticed. To pay attention to dimensions that exist today that can bless you in the spirit. And I know that spiritually you're growing. I know that your hunger is growing. I know your thirst is growing. I know that, that it is happening. And we want to go more deeper. Amen. So we want to really use a microscope and study what does that mean rooted in Christ. We want to know more. We just don't want to be Christians that speak Christianese. Yes. We don't want to be Christians that throw terms around that looks very spiritual. I'll be a rooted Christian. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Obviously, the right off that sentence, you come to have an understanding that being a rooted Christian means that you are so in Christ that you are not moved away from Christ because of a storm. Amen. Yeah, yes. Because yes. of for whether I have a job or not, mm -hmm. I am a rooted Christian. Amen. Yeah. Because yes. some people go to church only to get a job. Some people go to church to get married. Some people, get, they want something. If they don't get it, then they would be so discouraged to worship God. Then they prefer, maybe I should stay back at home and not go to church. Because I prayed, I did, I gave offering, I gave my tithes. But I really thought that this year I would get married. But there was one good looking guy, but he didn't want me or whatever reasons, and now you allow that discouragement to eat you up. You feel depressed, you feel sad. Now, Satan uses that and slowly takes you away from the Lord, away from the house that he's planted. And he takes you away into the world. Now you start allowing sin into your life. You start doing things that you had stopped doing. Mm -hmm. So that we know, that's the simple understanding of being a rooted Christian. The fact that God 
created life in so much detail that the body has its own systems and structures the body he created has bones and nerves that's what apara and made all things perfectly fit with muscles that cover it with skin to cover it and the skin made out of millions of cells mm. and and within the cells and how those cells multiply how the cells replenish here this is the god we serve so to have a simple understanding is not enough and the lord that we serve he is willing to pour more to people that are thirsty so that's where we are headed to to understand how do we get more how do we understand more of god and we can trace that back to what we have been studying the thirst yes that causes god to pour out himself Amen. okay isaiah chapter 44 again verse 3 let's eat and feast from the lord in isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 for i will pour water upon him that is thirsty i will pour water upon him that is thirsty i will pour water upon him that is thirsty i will pour water upon him that is thirsty the god that we serve is a faithful god he's a covenant keeping god he is not a man to lie So if this God that we serve is faithful then what God wants from us is that he's waiting for an appropriate response from us that will cause him to show off his glory to us So then we can conclude without a shadow of doubt that if we have not seen god's glory manifest it is never because he has forgotten his promise mm. but it is because our thirst that we think is a thirst is not the kind of thirst that god has to hold himself accountable to because when he says i will pour water on the stick and you don't see water on the stick is it because god has changed his mind is it because god is not keeping his promise absolutely not because he is the same yesterday today and forever but then what is missing is our thirst and yet many times when i go we can be in a church and we believe that we are really thirsty and yet that which we think is thirst is not thirsty enough to draw the attention of god into our lives So then we have to measure our thirst. Yes. Yes. Please be with me with all your heart this morning do not be distracted. You have to measure and see what is it that you think is an appropriate thirst. Mm-hmm. Is that something God sees as the right thirst that will now cause his hand to move on your behalf 
that is why, child of God, many times we call ourselves as believers, but we fail to draw the attention of God. We fail to draw the attention of God. I hope I have your attention. So I'm going to say something very critical. It is not enough that you are drawn to the oil. It is as critical that now that oil is now attracted to you. Many people feel that they are thirsty enough for that anointing. But have you now come to a place where the oil looks at you and said, he is the right person and now the oil can jump on you. The first son came all ready up, sanctified. In fact, they, they offered sacrifices before coming before Samuel. So they prepared themselves for the oil that they knew was waiting. Because Samuel came into the house and said, sanctify yourself. So they all did the, the list of what needs to be done to prepare for that oil. And they came. The first son came ready. The oil was not attracted to it. The second came. The oil said, mm -mm, not moving. The third one came and the oil refused to leave the flask. <laughs> So it is not enough that you are attracted to the oil. Now the oil has to also be attracted to you. Is your head ready for that oil? Preparing your lives where the grace, mercy and favor of God is now attracted to you. Now you are attracting that grace. Now you are there. There are some things that you can do in your spirit that can cause that anointing to come searching for you. Where Prophet Samuel now is saying, we refuse to sit until you bring this young man from the forest. We refuse. The oil is now waiting for the young man. The oil is waiting for a generation. I want you to hear me out, child of God. There is an oil that is waiting for you today. There is a call of God that is waiting for a generation today. It's waiting. It's waiting. But the oil will not come to where you are. You have to come to where the oil is. So you see in this, in this season where God is looking for a generation, that is already living a lifestyle of sanctification. Because all these brothers of David, they all consecrated themselves because they heard about the oil. But David didn't have time to consecrate himself because he was already living a consecrated life. So he could come into the room and immediately the grace of God that is on, Samuel causes him to jump up and say, yes, this is the one. Anoint him for me. The oil saw that he was already living a lifestyle of consecration. No man of God. There is a place where many will misunderstand you. But there is a place where the oil understands you. There is a language of the oil. There is a culture of the oil. There is an atmosphere of the oil. Every other place you will be misunderstood. But the oil understands you perfectly because you were made for that oil and the oil was made for you. Amen. And that moment comes where heaven looks at you and say that, please, I want you to understand this man of God. The oil means to consecrate someone, to set apart someone, okay? Let me go a little slow. When an oil comes on somebody, that is to tell that now this person is set apart for an assignment. 
but the fact is that it was not the oil that's caused him to set apart but it is a fact that he was set apart that caused him to be set apart wow i, I don't know if you if you got that people got let wow. me try to say that one more time it is a fact that he was already set apart that caused the oil to cause to come upon him so now that he can be further set apart but in order for him to be set apart he had to already be set apart and these are the formulas of attracting the oil you can study throughout the scriptures this is something that you cannot argue when it comes to the oil the oil is very special it's very special and that's what makes it special what makes it special is that this oil is not found on everybody so because it is not found on everybody you cannot be like everybody and that is why now the oil is able to look at your lifestyle and say hey this is the one that i was made for this is the consecrated one this is the set apart one this is the misunderstood one this is the one that is the crazy one this is the one that does things very differently the way she worships is different the way she prays is different the way she gives is different this is the mad one this is the one that people don't understand but the oil understands the oil understands because it was made for somebody as set apart and what it looks like misunderstanding to many oil is no 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 i was tailor made for this character so you will look one by one those that the oil falls upon they were all misunderstood they were all living on top of the mountain living a life where their own disciples wouldn't understand their own servants wouldn't understand that is what causes the oil to function on you the the part of you that which is most misunderstood is the part has qualified you to be understood by the oil yeah 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 wow let's take that in let's take that in so some of you want to run away from certain trials some of you don't understand why the enemy has attacked you from when you were a young child some of you don't understand why you had to go through certain things and it looks like your friends are all happy but you you had a different life child of god the lord has been qualifying you to be qualified for that oil that has been set apart for you right from your mother's womb god told jeremiah i've, I've seen you from your mother's womb from the time you have been conceived in your mother's womb that oil has been waiting to land upon you that oil comes upon thirsty ground thirsty ground i want you to take a moment and study yourself and say how thirsty am i for the things of god how desperate am i for the things of god the level of your desperation can be measured by the price you're willing to pay so if you are desperate and hungry for a move of god you are thirsty for the waters if you are drawn to that oil what price are you willing to pay to prove that desperation 
for Dr. David. Yeah, so all my life I've been misunderstood by my own brothers. They make fun of me every single time. So, but I have found my joy in worshiping the Lord. I have found the glory of God is so heavy this morning. I see a beautiful vision. In fact, I see another one. When I got I see the heels of a shoe. I see a shoemaker. The back side of the shoes, the heels. I see him marking. I see a leather material taken cut out clean and I see markings where the stitching goes and I hear the Lord say this morning through this video he is making a brand new shoes for somebody yes 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 i feel the joy of the lord filling this video yes and the joy is filling in your home right now i assure you i guarantee you this video is releasing a glory of god into your house there is great joy coming to you knowing that that season of you being misunderstood that season of you being isolated that season where you didn't know what was the value of your life what was the purpose of your life it's coming to an end because the lord is tailor making an oil that will locate you in the days to come oh matara sekembrokoli anta mebron delebrosi ante rekesia child of god receive it receive it receive it i see a mighty wind coming into somebody's house right now some people are being filled with the holy spirit right now begin to speak in tongues let the spirit of god take over you jump dance worship the lord with all your might take it drink from the rivers of the holy spirit drink from the rivers of the holy spirit receive it receive it receive it receive it let go hallelujah ah hallelujah 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 yes Yes Lord. Jesus. Somebody thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. The Lord Jesus looked at the disciples and he said this boat. That boat that was at the waters not being used, empty. The Lord Jesus would come and say let's take the boat to the waters. Let's take it out. There are some people that have been feeling worthless, without purpose. But I want you to know, the Lord is preparing you. There is a reason why God does not move with you simply desiring Him for Him to move. He wants you to your thirst to increase to the point where now. it is evident that you're willing to pay a price for that and now when the price is seen now it it's up to you what that price is sometimes the price is that you are watching these videos and you are praying and you're crying to god and saying god let this oil locate me for somebody else it is probably spending hours and hours of worship for somebody else it may be building altars on altars for whatever is your revelation of paying a price when you pay that price I'm just reminded of my childhood man of god when i was a little boy my church my pastor he was man of vision he would invite a lot of mighty men of god i from from the time that i can remember i can give you names after names of very powerfully used men of god that he would bring some of them would come all the way from america 
those days, I'm talking about two decades ago, of men of God that was being mightily used. And they would, he would, at least once a month, we would have a special guest. And he would bring one after that prophet, this man of God. This, every man of God would have a different kind of a ministry, different gift, different grace. We would have three days fasting. We would have 21 days fasting. The church would be packed. Thousands of people would just stay in the church. Some people would just dazed. It was, it was a heavenly feast. And I remember, 20 to 30 minutes into the service, all my friends would start poking each other. So let's get out, let's get out, let's get out. All our children. You gotta understand, oh, we're like 50, 100 kids those days, uh, thousands of people. And one after other, <laughs> they would slip out of the service. Well, my mother would stare me down from the back. She would stare me down. My God, I don't think she was worshipping those days. I think her duty was to just watch me. That's what she did. She would stare. Oh, man, I still remember her stares. <laughs> she, her, her eyes could talk. She would basically say, I don't care if there's no none of you. So within 20, half an hour, all my friends have disappeared. I'm the only kid now in the service. And she would encourage me. She would say, you got to stay closest to the platform. Sitting in the back was not an option. She would say, I need you to be in the front. Because her thing was, the anointed man of God is on the platform. You have to be the closest to the platform. That was her revelation. And she released that information to me. And she would, she would look at me and say, your eyes were not closed. You were not on your knees. You weren't praying. She would tell me, she said, do you see this man's anointing? Do you see this man's calling? You have to pray that God uses you that way. She would say, cry out to pray. That was one thing she kept teaching me. She said, Shaju, cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord that God will use you. Cry out to the Lord. <sighs> every service, every service, it now became part of me to thirst after the Lord. So in my school, they would ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? So my friends would say, I want to be a doctor. Somebody wants to be a pilot, astronaut, a scientist. They would come to me, what do you want to be? Say, I want to be a man of God when I grow up. I want to be a prophet when I grow up. I want to serve the Lord when I grow up. And they would all laugh. Because they were like, they, they really, they really, I was bullied a lot growing up. I remember the entire class chasing me after school. Every week I would be so scared. When the bell rang, I would run, get my cycle and try to cycle as fast as I can to get home. Because none of my, my friends thought I was crazy. Because they all playing cricket. I wouldn't be there. I would find a tree to go sit under and just close my eyes and say, Lord Jesus, I love you so much. I remember the days when I would tell people, I would tell the Lord, look, I have no friends. All I have is you, Lord. Thirst. I've shared this before. There was one girl in the class. She was a first in everything. Man, I remember her. Every class, she was the first. She was like, she was so focused in education. And I remember, like, you know, the, the, the elite students, right? They wouldn't even talk to us kids because they were the 99.9 .9 category. Yeah. All her classes, first, first, she was, I've never, I don't remember she getting a second class. She was the first rank in the entire. About a few years ago, I got a message in my inbox. Say, hey, are you the Shaiju from this school? I said, yes, I, I immediately recognized the name because it's a name that, that people would, would wish that their life was as sharp as this. I said, yeah, 
but I want you to pray. He said, you want me to pray? I said, okay, what, what do you want me to pray for? And she was talking about how she doesn't have a job. Wow. And I thought to myself, she was an engineer now. Mm. All that focus in life. Yet now here she was, decades later, coming to me. Yeah. <laughs> asking for a blessing that can... So there is one such grace from God that causes you to bless even those that the world thinks is more qualified. My goodness. There is one such blessing that is more richer than the rich people out there. Yeah. There is one such blessing that they have to now come to you because you have something that they don't have. Thirsting after mm. the righteousness. Thirsting after God. Focused so much. I say, God, I need this. I am driven. I need this more than anything else in my life. I need, I don't want to be another ordinary church member. Yeah. If God brought you into this stream, into this, connected you to this ministry, and if you're watching this video, child of God, I assure you, it is not by accident. As I was saying that, I saw a vision of the Lord Jesus preparing a ring to give to some people. I see a diamond ring being prepared to be given to some people that are hungry and thirsty. I believe that that ring is representing, yes, a grace that is coming into your life to serve Him. But I want you to now begin to start weighing your thirst. Weighing your thirst and say, what other things do I thirst more than how much I thirst for the Lord? You need to weigh it, child of God. The kingdom is of scales. Mm -hmm. You have to bring it on a scale and you have to say, weigh it now. I've spent so much time with this individual. How much time I have spent with the Lord. I have spent so much time with this game. How much time have I been with the Lord? My level of excitement was so much for this action. How much excitement did I have to be with the Lord. You got to weigh your thirst. I was ready to spend so much money to do this activity, to get this activity, but how much excited was I to give to the Lord? Oh, I, I, I pray that this week you will begin to measure your thirst and say, have I thirsted after the Lord? Is there anything else that I am thirsty after that is disqualifying me from thirsting after the Lord? Is there anything that I am thirsting after that is adulterated? Is there anything that I'm thirsting after which is contaminated? Is there anything that I'm thirsting after that my eyes are thirsting after, that my heart is thirsting after? That is not pleasing the Lord. I want you to bring it to the Lord today. The glory of God is all over this video. The glory of God is knocking on your heart right now. The glory of God is making you into a better believer. That is going to be rooted. And that is not going to be something that is going to naturally happen. That is going to happen because you are intentional about being thirsty about the things of God. You are in a workplace and you are intentional to keep your eyes on the Lord. You are with your friends and you are intentional to make sure that even when you are with them, you are with the Lord. You are watching a movie, but you are intentional that your heart is guarded. Even as you are enjoying that movie, you're making sure that you are enjoying the Lord. Amen. 
that there is nothing that you will thirst for, that there is nothing that you are unable to walk away from, that there is nothing more than your thirst, than the thirst after the righteousness of the Lord. So back to where I started. What are you rooted in? Because to say I'm rooted in Christ is a general statement. And I said about how we need to now use the microscope to look deeper and say, what exactly in Christ am I rooted in? So the general answer that you would probably hear is, you know, we have to be rooted in the word of God. We have to be rooted in prayer. Okay. The word of God is our foundation. And prayer is a place of a communication. That is a process to get somewhere. What is the word leading to? What is the prayer leading us to? Because those are vehicles that is taking us somewhere, right? So to be saying I'm rooted in prayer used to say, I'm rooted in my communication. Okay, so that is a journey to somewhere. So where is it supposed to take us? What is it that we are really aiming for with our time of prayer? With our time in the Word of God? So, like I said, it would not be fair for somebody to say there's only so many points that you are rooted in. Depending on which man of God you speak to, depending on their revelation, depending on which Bible college they studied, it all will change. But again, you are not there now, you are here. Yes. So, so, so the Lord wants you to hear this today. And uh, I hope that it would, it would bless you as much as it blesses me. If you were to ask me and say, if there is something that you want to be rooted in, okay, I'm just about to share something that will take hours and hours of hours of understanding, but I'm leaving it to you, okay? If you ask me and say, if there's just something that you want to be rooted in, what would that few things be? I'd probably be able to trace it to just two things. Okay, that is me. Maybe you have a lot more. We thank God for that. But if you were to say, I only have two options, and I would say these are the two things that I want to be most rooted in. Number one, I want to be rooted in the presence of God. Yes, I understand the knowledge of Christ, but I want presence of God. I want to be a believer that is rooted in the presence of God. Because there are believers that are not in the presence of God. And they are still believers. They're still going to heaven. They still believe in Jesus. But they don't necessarily have access to His nearness. The second area that you need to be rooted in is in the voice of God. Mm. Okay? And I'm clear what I'm saying. I didn't say just it would have been easy to say be rooted in the Bible. But then the same Bible is talking about how when the eunuch was reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit sent Philip to him saying, go and explain that Bible to him. So the eunuch was rooted in the scripture, but he says, unless someone explains it to me, how will I get it? So that is why I carefully choose my words. Root, to be rooted in the voice of God, meaning I can read the text of this word, or I can find the author of this word. The voice is so extensive. 
you have to know where you can hear his voice, what place you can. Sometimes you hear voice in different locations. Go to Exodus chapter 33, please. Exodus 33. I'm going to show you something. Verse 1, 2 and 3. Exodus 33, 1, 2 and 3. I have it here, prophet, in Exodus chapter 33, starting in verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart, and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed I will give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. This is a, a scary verse. And this will explain what I shared with you, man of God. This is why I say, when you say, be rooted in Christ, rooted in Christ, that's a generic term. Mm. We need to really, when you start really looking at deeper things, there are some scary differences, subtle differences, details, details in the kingdom of God. If God puts so much detail into a skin, into a cell, mm. and a, there's a program on his own in, in that, that point there. Now, how much more should we as believers start learning the little details of God? Mm. That is the difference between knowing God and understanding God. Wow. Okay. So believers, many times we just know God. But when you want to understand God, you start seeing the small details small details that you can be known as a Christian, but there are small details that would make you on a completely different plateau. Mm, wow. That details is what we need to pay attention. That is why you are here. Yes. That yes. detail. Because if it's just generic information, you didn't need to be here. Anyways. So, there is a point where the Lord says, I will put your name in the book. This is an agreement God is having with Moses. Saying, I, I, I'll put your name in the book. But Moses says, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. This is a conversation. There's a reasoning happening with God and him. And he's saying, you know, I'll delete all these guys. I'll put your name in the book. And Moses is saying, no, that is not enough. So there is a place where you can reason with God of what is enough and what is not enough. But it's up to you. It is up to your thirst, to your level of how much more you want from God. Okay. So a believer that does not understand this can just live an ordinary Christian life and think it's good because their name is in the book. Wherein there is more. Okay. So now you see those, the statement that the Lord is making. God is saying, depart from here. Where is here? Where is depart from here mean? Mm. He's saying, depart from my presence. Wow. Depart from here. Wow. That location is not, is not a geographic location. He's saying, depart from my nearness. Depart from being next to me. Depart from hearing my voice. Okay? He's saying, leave from here. And then he's not saying, leave from here, I'm sending you to hell. In fact, he's going on to offer them yes. an angel yes. from his presence. Yes. Go ahead. In verse 2, and I will send an angel before thee. Yes, 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 yes. He's saying that I will still send an angel that will go before you. I'm telling you, man of God, many people would have been so excited saying, Okay, I get an angel. Really? You, you're serious? This is, this is a good deal. We get an angel of our own. But Moses didn't just know God. He understood God. May I 
may I uh, share this little detail with humility? I don't mean to hurt anybody, but I need to bring this understanding. There was a whole season where the body of Christ was super fixated about the angelic realm. Oh, angel that, angel here, I see angel there, I see angel this. Uh, the only problem with that is that don't let the scale tip over to the place where you're so fascinated by the angel that you are not as fascinated by the person who sent that angel. Amen. Okay. Yes. So I believe that season was needed in the body of Christ. So that's why I say I had to say it carefully because I'm not against it. That season was needed for our eyes and understanding to open up to a realm that was so common in the New Testament times. It was so common that men of God, when the angel appeared to Mary, you can see the way she's reacting to him is, is very, is not moved by the fact she, because her eyes was on Jesus. Yes. When those angels appeared and brought Peter out, you don't see Peter standing and saying, hello, sir, can I have an autograph? No. He wakes up from the sleep, sees an angel, just follows him as if this was a common occurrence. Mm -hmm. May the angelic realm be a common occurrence. Amen. Yes, Amen. yes. Because there is something else that caught their fascination. There's something else that they are thirsty for. Something greater, the source, not just listening to the words, but they are going to go searching for the source of those words. Yes. Okay. So the Lord is coming to uh, uh, an agreement with them. He's trying to make an agreement with them saying, listen, I will send you an angel. In fact, this angel is not going to sulk and be upset. He's in fact going to fight for you guys. And that is why I'm saying, when you say you are a rooted Christian, what does that even mean? Does it mean that you, you don't miss church? Does that mean that you have never missed giving your tithes? Does that mean that you, when you worship, you are the loudest in the room? Those are surface things. What we as children of God need to do is we need to study this and say, Hey, Lord, I just don't want to be just a believer that is rooted by namesake and just know God. But I want to be a believer that understands the heart of God. Yes. Yes. I want to be that believer that that knows the what makes daddy happy. Amen. I want to know what makes my Lord Jesus happy. Yes. yes. I want to know what will make him look down and say, well done, my faithful servant. It is that details that will set you apart. So he's saying that I'm going to send you an angel. Yes. So the angel is going to now continue to help you. So there is still going to be victories, mm -hmm. but without the presence. There is still going to be a blessing. You're going to go into your promised land. But blessing without his presence. And he's saying, depart from here. Now the angel will talk to you. You don't need to be in my presence. So the voice, the spoken word is going to be missing. But you guys are still going to be my people. You still be faithful Christians. Everything is moving on. You're still having a breakthroughs. You're still having blessings. Man of God, if I can say this, this is probably the biggest trap in which many believers have caught themselves. Oh. If I can say, this is the reason why many of them will drink from the water and never carry the rivers. Man of God, if, if I may, may I ask you a question, please? So God is telling Moses, I'm going to give you the angel and He's going to lead you into the land and he's going to give you the blessing and all that. But without my presence and without my voice. Is that a is that a test to see if we want more? What if I say 
that this is something that we are offered every day. Wow. This is the options on the table. And this is why we don't have revival. Because somehow, consciously or subconsciously, we have chosen just breakthroughs. We have chosen just blessings. We are fascinated by these gifts. And it happens every day. It's happening right now. Even as this word is coming to you. Okay? These things are now offered to you on your plate. It is a choice that you make in this very word this one hour that you you are, you are tuning in there is victories in that word in this small clip there is presence there is glory his voice and there is breakthroughs many times we we focus so much on that one area you know and then we miss the other I pray that your spirit comes to that deep place of rest where you can now see what is offered to you as a child of God. That you're able to say, Lord, I want to go deeper this year. You know, what is coming to you right now is very precious. is very precious because I believe that God is using this video to raise a unique brand, a unique breed of those who delight in Him they will be able to sift through all the attractions and all the distractions. You see, there's both. There's attractions of miracles, breakthroughs, signs, wonders. And there's distractions that the enemy breaks. They are able to sift through both and then just come to that deep place and say, I after that. I want to be that one in the twelve, the beloved of the Lord. Yes, there are many faithful disciples. Yet I want to be the beloved disciple. And your thirst Will define that. You are the product of your thirst. Show me what your thirst is. I'll tell you who you are in the spirit realm. Many in the spirit realm are known for their battles. Many others are known for their gifts. But some are known for their access they have to the heart of God. Let us become that generation. Let your thirst be sanctified. Let your thirst be clear. Let that which you thirst be purified. Let that which you thirst. Glory of God is all over your body. Let it increase. Let it multiply. This week, may you enjoy His nearness. Man, I was just holding this Bible like this to myself. And I was just reminded of when I was six, seven years old, I had a huge Dick's Bible large, probably very heavy for me to carry those days. 
I would we had one bedroom we didn't have a lot those days and I would uh, slowly wait for my parents to go to sleep and I would drag myself out to the living room I would hug that Bible and weep before the Lord just weep so Lord I need hugging that big dick's Bible <laughs> Lord Jesus I, need, I thirst after you may you become a different kind of a believer Amen. may you become the kind of a believer that God looks and says this one this one is different I love him I love him I would sit in the classroom and I wanted to make sure my thirst was on point and there's too many distractions these days so I would write on my hand, pray. So every time I was looking up, I was listening to the teacher, she would write, give me notes. I would look down to write the notes. I would see, pray. I would begin to pray. Because there's too many distractions around us. So I had to train my flesh to desire the right things, to test after the right things. It has to be trained as long as you are in the flesh. Your flesh does not automatically want to desire the right things. Yes. So you have to train your flesh in whatever ways to go the way you want. So this is probably the big mistake many people make. They're just saying, I, I want to be thirsty for the Lord. They're thinking that it will come to them. No, you go to it. Yes. They're thinking, if I can just get a man of God to just pray and I fall on the floor, roll on the floor three times, I might get more thirsty for the Lord. No. It is a choice we make to ignore that, those things that are around. And you thirst after that which is superior. Thirst after that which is greater. Every time you see a post coming to you, you see a video coming to you, you see it's a choice. You choose what are you going to thirst after. It's a choice. So child of God, this week, your thirst is going to cause God to pour out the water. Amen. Okay, one more time, if you can read Isaiah 44, verse 3. I want to pray with you. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Ah, the water is coming on you. Now that you figure out what to be thirsty about, that water is coming to you. That sweet water of the Spirit is coming to you. Okay, go on. And floods upon the dry ground. Floods. Those people that are thirsty, is just not just water. Floods are coming. That's revival. Man. That's revival. So the first water comes in, fills your spirit, and then the second flood comes and it fills people around you. <laughs> That's revival. The fire is ignited inside you and then it ignites people around you. Your family, your husband, your wife, your children. But if you are not catching that fire, they cannot catch the fire. Today, I want you to be focused. Be focused. Go with the strength. The mighty weight of God is on you. Maintain it. Sustain it. Carry it. Until we meet again. Shalom. Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope this word has been a blessing to you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration service at 11am at youtube.com slash pastorpriji. 
God bless you and have a blessed week.